Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Jude Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. First episode is lost to the library of history forever for all you general public. For those of you inside the league, you already know what's going on. Let me just block that incoming call from my mom. And without further ado, everybody's favorite segment, fastest 69 seconds. Here we go. Swift and Martin T. Lawrence, bad boys for life. This time, the gang's trying to take down known steroid user and trafficker of freshman girls. Bummer. Gray's undercover on the corner selling CDs and that good flower. But if we dig a little deeper, we can see the operations are really being funded with engrams of all that Samir White. Meanwhile, Palmer's feeling good, smoking on them woods. Bobby! At the London with that drink in his cup. But the fun can't last too long as Palmer got busted and now has to avoid seeing Rashad Bateman in the showers. Now that's a Jalen that's gonna hurt. Palmer 103, Gray 132. Stefan and Trayvon combined for almost 30 points. That's Cowboys D for those of you that don't know ball. We head over to Bass's for the after party where he's making all the Jerry Judy's cream. Bass got game, but Phil was straight James cooking tonight. He could have 
Pickens any girl he wanted, but he stayed faithful to the boys and rode Henry to the dub. Phil's team is hot fire! 143. PGFY. You already know what it means. 118. <laughs> 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 Eric might have to change his name, his team name, to Addison Ray's mom. He changed to go by Young Gravy with the way he dicked down Eric this week. Chase teed off on Eric with a solid 29-point bounce back week week for the receiver. I actually heard Chase help Addison Ray start her only fans this week. And her first video is called the Hawkinson Special. With the way Chase had Addison hawking on some and gluck gluck in his way to a 25 point <laughs> All hope isn't lost for Eric, though, oh, as he pulled off a Fields of Dreams type trade this week and picked up some new pieces. Does this, t- does this trade have his team trending? Sound off in the comments. Jake Clark, 122, Addison Ray, 104. What? 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 We slide right on over to Nassau County, where Donnie is stealing the Timothy's recipe for a real lobster roll. The Boston Don is here to put a beat down on our friend Wynn. Danny the Diddler Dime Jones outperformed Dak the Dongla Prescott, but that's the only spotlight. Shout out the Catholic Church. They're hurting people for Donnie. Wynn headed over to Seaport to flex his new money and his Terry McLaurin F1 and dish some good old fasting Justice Hill to Donnie, just like the Departed. This matchup has Donnie going full Jeremy Renner as he's asking, Who's Kawi taking? To get the hell out of the town. Boston Don, 120. JT, free my boy, 144. What? Boston. Fast. Boston. The yard. Let's hope David wrapped up before taking on Blake. I heard they might be cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins completely took advantage of Blake last week with a 30 point week. Kenneth also walkered all over Blake, and then Tyler locks in the win for David with a massive week. For Blake, Justin Jefferson is more consistent than the combination of coffee and nicotine putting me on the toilet for a solid 20 minutes. It's going to be more, it's, it's going to take more than one good player to have success in this league, though. Good thing he's got a great supporting cast with guys like James Conner, DK, Gino, and Sanders on the roster. But I'm sure Raheem Mostert and Brian Robinson will continue to put up top 10 numbers for him the entire year. Me, yeah, I was David 130, Gino 911, needs to change his team name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the record. I like Gino 911. Anyway, we headed over to Dallas Dina Duval as Ramblin' Man and Roddy. Takes on double name daddy Henry Hayward. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson stuttered out of the gate, but got it together today, Junior, as he read the defense for 23 offensive fantasy points. Speaking of stutters, Mike, 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 Mike,
Mike Thomas combined for a whopping 42 points. Hayward retorted correctly by pronouncing Tua, Tago, Via, Loa, and scored himself some straight up AR points, son. He's cruising for that cheesy bread. That man, <clears throat> Hayward, Jordan loves reading. Almost as much as he loves singing. Cheers to you, Bijan Robinson. Scoring left and right, you're making plays. Yay, yay, yay. But unfortunately, two Henrys don't make a Henry as Derek Henry, a.k.a. King Henry, helped Henry beat Henry Hayward. <coughs> Henry, 119. Henry, 79. What? What? I told you to stick with us, folks. It was a rusty week one, but now I feel like we're all the way back. You got that right, boom. Thanks, Teach. And that was, pardon me, your fastest 69 seconds of week two. What an outro. And uh, now we've got on special recurring guests. We got Palmer hanging in the background. I'm sure he's got something to say about his trade with Blake. Absolutely. I was going to keep him out of this week's episode, but that trade went down. It was too good, and uh, I guess I'll be representing ugh, excuse me, the side of Blake in that transaction. But we've got, on the flip side, another big trade that went down. We've got Eric and Jenkins. Uh, how we doing, boys? Glad to be here, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. So excited the season's yeah, swinging. We're also into it. Making big blockbuster trades like this. Yeah, out of the gates. Out of the gates. Uh, who wants to go first? Please, someone, take it away. I'll let uh, Jenkins and Eric have it. Yeah, Jenkins, go. You can, you can sound off first. Okay, okay. First, nice rape, Palmer. Um, give you that shout-out. Uh, I, I, I don't think it was a bad trade. This is one of those situations I think it was mutually beneficial. Um, where your team, your starting lineup got better, my team got better. I think you're a little bit more on the boom side than me, but God, I need a running back. Starting Elijah Mitchell last week with a goose egg, didn't even get a snap. Didn't even get a snap on the field. Um, had to go out and get a running back, and Kendra Will Kyron Williams is the guy to do it. Here's a little fun stat I brought. Top five running backs routes ran this year. We got Christian McCaffrey, 52. Travis Etienne, 55, Duval, Saquon Barkley, 59, Ramondre Stevenson, 61, Kyron Williams, 80 routes ran this year at the wide receiver position. The Rams suck. Uh, Matthew Stafford's an absolute racist throwing the football unless it's a running back. Um, so Kyron Williams is about to have a great season. He's number two running back right now. I think it's pretty safe to say he's a top 10 guy moving forward with all these running back injuries. So on top of that, we upgrade at uh, wide receiver, classic. I mean, just sell high with Devontae Smith, buy low with Jamar Chase. Huge upgrade there. And yeah, it hurt losing Travis Kelsey, um, but probably overpaid for him in the draft. This guy was had his best season ever last year. He's already missed a game this year. He's over 30, probably on the decline in his career. Um, and I still got Darren Will, Darren Waller, who I'm high on. I think he's probably the top five tight end this year. 
So Phillip was hitting me up with some trades, saying I got some patchwork running back. So no, Kyron Williams is the real deal. He might even be a league winner. So I had to go out and get him and then pretty much upgrade wide receiver, take a little downgrade at tight end. It's still looking pretty good. Are you willing to confront the fact that Kyron Williams isn't even the most league winner player on the Rams? Okay. Blake sold the farm for Cooper Cup now. I mean, he is boomer bust. That's not who I was talking about. (laughs) I think he's talking about Puka. I'm talking about Puka Nakukuku New Cooper Cup Kua. Dude, sick. Got Kyron Kyron Williams potential because Cooper Cup comes back. We know where Matthew Stafford's television is going. You already know Hayward is punching air because that was his waiver ad. That was his waiver ad of the year was Puka Nakua. That had Hayward written all over it. Not today. And I also wanted to touch on Eric's team because I think it got better too. I mean, he's got Kyron Williams, who probably knows is a good running back. I went out and got a trade, got the best tight end of the league. But he's got Ramondre Stevenson, Jameer Gibbs, and the RB1 and 2. No reason those guys have shown to take them out of RB1 and 2 this year. And you got Jordan Addison in the flex, who's shown the high upside, and you're comfortable playing the flex right now. So you just didn't have the need for Kyron Williams. You're able to go out and upgrade, maybe take a little bit of a downgrade at wide receiver, but a big upgrade at tight end. So I can get it on Erickson. Uh, it's hard to believe, but I think it was a mutually beneficial trade. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that, Jenkins. I honestly didn't know your vibe coming into this call. I didn't know you were going to be, like, mocking me, be like, oh, fucking rape. But, uh, no, I agree. It's, it's uh, mutually beneficial for both of us. I mean, I think people are just freaking out because it's blue chips. Uh, it's like a blue chip trade. But, I mean, like, I think in the end, your team probably benefits more because you were starting hot garbage at running back with a guy that could zero carry the game. So, I think only you can get excited about Kyron Williams, like, no one even heard about Kyron Williams before the season <laughs> even started. So only you can get that excited about him. But, uh, yeah, he, he could be good. Um, to counter your argument on Travis Kelsey being past his prime just seems like fake news. I mean, Jamar Chase, I mean, what a bum this guy is. I mean, Burrow, he's hurt. We don't know what his outlook's going to be like. So I, I think I there's did, risk I on wanted Chase's to ask about side. That. And I'll throw this hot take out there and have it on the ether. I think there's a chance Devontae Smith could outscore Jamar Chase in PPR scoring this year. Ooh. But I guess we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how that takes uh, out. It's only week two. You got probably about a 30-point lead on him right now with uh, Devontae Smith. But I'm still willing to bet 20 bucks straight up, Eric, for, for the sake of that, that take. Fine. I mean, Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. I mean, he's still going to pop off for 20. I mean, it was pretty frustrating last week when – I had, it was Jamar Chase versus T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase couldn't catch a ball, and T. Higgins just had two touchdowns in my face. So I was pretty frustrated, and I was like, uh, who's going to trade, who can I trade Jamar Chase to? And I was like, uh, Jenkins Bach, there he is. Whoa. <laughs> I am a whore. That's right. The guy can single handedly win you games. Find someone who uh, loves Charlie you. Charlie pissed away a 44 point Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. Find someone who loves you. He'll drop those 30 point. 30-point game. Like, Jenkins loves Jamar Chase. We've all thought it. It's facts. He loves the man. Uh, Eric, you, I would make that bet. You already know Joe Burrow's not playing this week. You know, and if he and if he pulls that calf again, forget about it. It's straight to IR for this guy. So, certainly a risk. But if there's one thing we know about Jenkins is that he never gambles. Not a gambler. <laughs> Always playing it safe. 
Um, shoot. Uh, oh, and the Eric really just snuck some disrespect into that. You know, he he slid easy. Oh no, you know Jamar Chase. I know he's gonna pop off for twenty. Eric just said they say he's gonna pop off for twenty one week. In this business, we call that a half puka. <laughs> Well, I want to hear some outsider opinion on it. Like, Charlie Palmer, what did you guys think? Because everybody was giving me grief. Like, I just handed Eric the keys to the championship. Take it, yeah, Palmer. The starting lineup got better, but so did mine. Like, you can't say it was a bad play for me, for my angle, at least. Oh, you can. No, it's, I, think it was a, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty fair trade. I mean, there's some big names getting thrown around, but it's still early. So, you got to see how things pan out. But, uh, yeah, I agree with what you guys. Relatively fair. Um, I think, I mean, Eric Jenkins got the best player in the trade. And I think outside of Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey, it doesn't really matter. But also the same thing is both those players kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm, I, Chase more so. I think Chase is naturally better, but his situation sucks. And Travis Kelsey... With this whole thigh knee thing, uh, I don't know, man. Just getting weird vibes. I'm getting weird vibes from this Chiefs offense, and this is the Patrick Mahomes owner talking. I mean, I don't. They haven't looked quite as sexy as they normally do. I think Eric Bieniemy not being there has something to do with that. I still think both these guys are going to be a beast. Um, but if they can return on value, that'll be a big question. Devonta Smith, where Eric, where I thought Eric was going with his hot take, <clears throat> was that he thought Devonta Smith would outscore AJ Brown, which I think is very likely. I, I think, think he will. I think he's the new number yeah. one. Ah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, AJ Brown has more targets on the team. Yeah, and maybe that's right probably more of like a lukewarm, tepid take. If we're being honest, I don't think I'm blowing anybody away with that. I mean, but I I told the one Devontae thing Smith I did tell Jenkins. And and Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. I I don't think he's that good. I think they're gonna bring in somebody else. I just don't. I don't know. I will see. And I'll, and I don't know if this guy's built the last. He's pretty small. As long as he's healthy and he's the number one, Jenkins is gonna be returning value on this trade. But the minute Kyron Williams gets hurt or just loses his job flat out because he's averaging less than three yards per carry, uh, it's it's going to be – then it's going to be a very tough-looking trade, giving up Kelsey and Smith for Chase and Waller, not knowing the full health of Burrow. But I don't know. That's just my two cents on the matter. I'm not really paying attention to fantasy this year anyways. What do I care? <laughs> I can tell you Kyron's going to return the value this week and at least next week. I don't see a sign coming. Um, they drafted this guy two years ago, and I feel like he's got the keys now. Um, but but you're right. I mean, if that happens, Eric would definitely get the better end of this. But if Kyron Williams is a top ten back, like he's getting drafted in rest of season paid leagues right now, he's literally the RB ten in um, drafts for rest of season. Then then I definitely hit on this trade. I think. Yeah, I mean, Jenkins already mentioned it too. I mean. Kyron Williams was just, just going to sit on my bench, so it was just going to create, like, uh, start up, starting lineup issues for me. So it makes sense for me just to dish him out and for Jenkins to gamble on him, which I honestly think he actually might be pretty decent, only because he is the only back and he can get those uh, – he gets the passing downs and uh, the running downs as well right now. Well, let's move on a little bit. I want to talk about 
waivers real Wait, fast. Wait, Charlie, let me at least say uh, Go we'll ahead. find out this week because Eric and I play each other. Yeah. So trades immediately and I can... Well, and we're going to get to Palmer and Blake's trade, who I played Blake this week, so that's got some implications. Uh, waivers I didn't think were that crazy. This league obviously is – it sucks. And so all the interesting players, Jerome Ford, now Kareem Hunt, you know, we're already on teams. There's no waiver excitement. But for the second time in two weeks, we've had people bid the exact same amount on a player. So Tank Dell got two $14 bids, and Eric just got it over Phil because Phil's the, I think, number one team right now. Um, that's why that was interesting. I, these guys, we got some sharps going in this league. And I also might propose this is something that y'all are too dumb to comprehend, and me as your leader wishes you would just be smarter. Maybe we do a $1,000 budget for waivers next year. So then you can – or we do add cents. You can do pennies. I don't know. But – you, the more numbers you get into your waivers, it's still exactly the same. Everybody's got the exact same amount of money, but you can get even fancier with your dollar amounts uh, if you so choose. But, yeah, I mean, Matt Breida went for 11 bucks. Gross. Plays San Fran this week. I doubt Chase is starting him, but you never know. Uh, oh, and Hayward spent 15 bucks on Jags D. So, hope that works <laughs> yeah. out for you. And Donnie dropped Nick Chubb before we got definitive evidence. <laughs> Risky call. <laughs> I think we had definitive evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam Schefter tweets tomorrow. Cramps. He'll be back this week, hundred <laughs> percent. Nick Chubb's coming with a vengeance. Oh, so then, not to be upstaged, we had Palmer and Blake come out. I believe today, yeah, nine hours ago. So about lunchtime here on Wednesday, and uh, and make their own, you know, blockbuster ish. I would say it wasn't quite as blockbuster as as Eric and Jenkins is, but big pieces getting moved nonetheless. Uh, Cooper Cup getting traded before playing a down for Palmer. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let me hear out what Palmer's got to say. Palmer, take it away. Yeah, so I had to take a a good long hard look in the mirror this week and say so my, like my thought process week. going into the year was Cooper Cup's not playing until at least five at least week five let's try to go two and two heading into week five and hopefully Cup's back and that'll kind of round out my roster my running back spot will still be a little weak but I'll figure that out later did not work out nearly like I thought it would my <laughs> roster was horrible i mean it was it was i had a i was looking at the worst roster in the league every week and it was it was making me sick i had to pick between i had to pick two of these four players to be in my starting lineup every week and that would be samaj p ryan and antonio gibson one of them had to be one of my starting running backs and then i had to have either kendrick Bourne or robert wood starting as well yikes it was brutal and i didn't know what to do um so that's when you look elsewhere. And I looked at rosters, and nobody has a deep running back bench except for Blake. Blake had five quality running back, four quality running backs. I wouldn't consider AJ Dillon a quality running back. <laughs> and I knew that I could, I could leverage the one good roster spot on my team, that being Jalen Hurts, and then the potential of Cooper Cup. Um, so that's what I did. I went out and got got my starting running backs. Um, 
added James Conner, added Miles Sanders, which is huge. They're straight volume guys. They're really involved in their <laughs> offense. I feel great about that. Uh, and then added DK Metcalf. He's not quite Cooper Cup, but he's got the best ability right now, and that's availability. Um, and I, I need to pick up wins ASAP, or else I'm going to be looking at sharing a team next year. So I think it, it, it panned out really well for me. Gino's a good quarterback as well. Uh, Jalen Hurts started off this season okay, but, you know, Wynn said something last week, and it, it, it was true when I was watching this game. He looks slow as fuck out there. He, like, I don't think he's going to be running the ball like he was last year. He gets the goal line touches, but those are kind of sporadic. He had two last week, so he had a decent week. But without those two, he puts up, you know, 15 points. It was pretty mediocre. I don't know if the Eagles offense will have the same juice as they did last year. Uh, they might. Um, we'll see. But uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with, comfortable with Gino. He's got weapons. Uh, I love my running back depth now. Uh, you know, having Samaj P. Ryan be my number four running back um, and not my running two back. My number two running back feels a lot better. Uh, I finally have receivers I can start and feel comfortable with. Olave, Metcalf, and London. London had a big bounce back week last, last week, so that was huge. Uh, and I finally feel like I'm comfortable with a full starting roster that can be competitive in the league, and I'm not just playing dead every single week waiting for Cooper Cup to hopefully come back week five, which may not even happen. So that was a trade that needed to happen for me. Uh, I mean, Blake did get some good pieces. You know, once Cooper Cup comes back, he's going to have the best receiving core in the league probably, unless unless the Rams are cooking Nakua's team now, which you know, maybe they are. Um, and then Jalen Hurts is an upgrade over Geno, but um, you know I still like Geno as a viable starting running back. So I'm really happy with it. I think Blake's happy with it too. Uh, you know Gibson's valuable for him because he's got Brian Robinson, so at least he's got the handcuff there. Um, and then Njoku, he can just drop. I don't really give a shit what he does with Njoku. <laughs> did you um, did you try yeah. to push for Mostert, or was that a conscious choice to not go with Mostert or Brian Robinson? Conscious choice not to he I had the option and he wanted to give me mustard instead of um, Connor, uh, but I wanted Connor more because I mean mustard's great, but Wilson's I mean, going to come back eventually and it's <laughs> going to be a split backfield. When you um, got the chance to get the Cardinals running back over the hottest offense in the league, you yeah, got to take gonna that. Be a, it's going to be a split backfield eventually. Once once Wilson, <laughs> I I did, and I I mean Cotton. The the, uh, the Cardinals' offense hasn't looked as bad as people has, have thought. So <laughs> I really think that uh, that James Conner is going to be better long term than Mostert. I really do. And Miles Sanders, you, I'll push. I'll give you a little pushback on this too. You call Miles Sanders a volume guy? Yeah, uh, he gets touches. He gets touches, dude. He he does. He gets way more than Chuba Hubbard, and has he's gotten? <laughs> hold on, I've got it pulled up here. He's gotten thirty two rush attempts. And 115 yards. Chuba Hubbard has gotten 11 rush attempts and has 76 yards. (laughs) Chuba Hubbard has more than double the yards per carry of Miles Sanders. Hey, follow the money. Palmer, I like Miles Sanders got paid. Follow the money. They're going to keep him involved in the offense. He's had two tough matchups week one and two. He's going to bounce back big time. You said it. Palmer, I like the two running backs you picked. Because Brian Robinson... If you look at it, his snap percentage went down this past week despite those touchdowns, 61 to 52. And, um, like, 
Antonio Gibson could be the guy. I get it. Like, you pretty much only traded two players in Cooper Cup and Jalen Hurts, only two starters. You got four. Um, Antonio Gibson and David Njoku pretty much meant nothing to you. Having yeah. Dalton Kincaid already. Yeah. Um, and Antonio Gibson, I guess it added a little value to Blake, but, like, he could be just as relevant as Brad Robinson in a couple weeks, so it's going to put him in a position where he's pulling his hair out over here to start. But right now, Brad Robinson looks like the – the running back, and then Antonio Gibson's the passing back, but he could could work his way back into the full time role. Yeah, exactly. And again, I could not hang on to Cooper Cup any longer. He was just, uh, you know, he was a black hole on my bench. I I couldn't see that happening anymore. So yeah, I'm happy with it. Hopefully, I can pick up a win this week. Yeah. Hopefully, Jesus. Blake's got the biggest boomer bust like team in the league. That's what I was just thinking. His team could either just absolutely, he could have a God squad or it could come apart really quickly. I think, uh, we'll see. Cooper Cup is not a guy I'm confident putting a lot of faith in. I mean, right now I'm looking at him starting Josh Reynolds in the flex next week and then probably for the foreseeable future until Cooper (laughs) Cup's back. So he's going to have to go to 500 until Cup's back. And then he's also going to have to assume Cup comes back and, full Cooper Cup, first-round pick form. Yeah, uh, I mean, even if he's full Cooper Cup, I mean, you're looking at what, the number two or three receiver on the Rams? <laughs> right, and those hammies linger. They linger. And they do. Running, running back depth age. is uh, a premium in this league. I mean, you've seen all the running back getters so far, and it's only week two. So picking up Sanders for a third option at running back was was huge for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I'll tell you this, I am not salty because I picked Cam Akers and my other choice was Miles Sanders, and I don't know which one I'd be less happy with at this point. (laughs) Cam Akers is awful. He's the worst running back in the league behind Najee Harris. I don't know. (laughs) Alexander Madison's pretty trash, and now they're on the same backfield. I think he's got a shot to be a starter. That's a two-headed monster. That's two yards per carry right he's now. An, he's an indoors player. I think that was the problem. He needed to be fully enclosed in a dome. He's a big dome guy. I like some dome. Just a little off the top. <laughs> uh, what else we got? That's all. That's, I think that's all I got. Who else? Anybody need to vent about college football? Eric, how's Hofstra, Hofstra picked again treating you? Uh, another undefeated year for us. Uh, Roll Pride. <laughs> But, Charlie, I, I want to touch on your running back team. Like, w- what's your thought process for the rest of the season? I mean, oh. you're starting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire <laughs> and then Rashawn Johnson. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, can you talk about your running back? I can't. And, what and what's going through your head right now? I'm glad you asked. And because, honestly, my strategy is working perfectly. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not mad. If I had the nuts to have started Puka the last two weeks, I'd be 2-0. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> My team is good. My team is good. That's why I didn't trade with that serial rapist Blake. Because I want nothing to do with him. I got my whistle on me. But my team is good. trades to everybody in the league? It sounds like it. Yeah, oh, he for sure did. He, for, he was spamming trades. Um, my, running, my running back core is a crime against humanity. It's against the Geneva Convention. Luckily, I did not sign the Geneva Convention, so I can't be held liable. But it is bad. But based on the rate of injury and disappointment that I've seen with the rest of football running backs, 
I'm probably two weeks away from having the best running back core in this league. If Roshan Johnson and player A, B, C, D, E, maybe Tank Bigsby gets it. Well, it's not even Tank Bigsby's fault. Tank, Tank, that's another thing. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Back it up a little bit. Tank Bigsby is good. Press Taylor's an idiot. First and one from the one. Are you stupid, bro? His name is literally Tank. His name is literally Tank. And you've got first and one on the one against the Chiefs. Let's not overthink this. Pulling brain muscles over here. That but Tank Bigsby's yeah. good. If but if any of these guys, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, Cam Akers, somebody else I find on waivers, who gives a shit, can be six, seven, eight, nine point a week guys, I'm gonna be fine. Because Tyreek Hill is gonna eat. Christian Kirk for retirees getting around the field pretty well, I think. And uh I I picked up Cooper Cup on waivers and Puka Nakukuk new Cooper Cup. So um, Nick Folk, suck my folk and Nick is is killing it, and I got Dolphins D. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm. Blake reached out and I said, Blake, I'm not doing anything, and maybe I go down with the ship, but I'm waiting until at least week four, after week four, week five, until I like panic or something, just because I believe in this team. I lost to Eric because basically it was kind of a hedge for me because I always said Josh Allen's a bum and Trevor Lawrence is better. And then I was proven right. It cost me a week in fantasy, whatever, uh, father, future father of one. So you can't make fun of me. Uh, and then, yeah, last week, you know, it was a little bit of a stinker. I was driving home. I didn't even watch football. I was, I spent seven hours in the car, so who cares? So, um, Puka is legit. He's my life, my blood, my everything. And, uh, yeah, who needs running backs? It's a PPR league. Shout out win. PPR. <laughs> Charlie, the table is so hot, you've got to tail Puka Nakua. Mm. Everybody's on him. Well, Jenkins, when we're in, uh, when we're in Haro's in October, and I see you hit black ten times in a row, I won't be shy because I just watched Puka sit on my bench all season, and I'm going to say, you know what? Let me tail. Give me, give me a thousand on black with my boy Jenkins. No way, this backfires. I'm not a mush. <laughs> you're, you're a red man. Long cut. Everybody knows it. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Nola too. I know half the people on this call are, are kind of fake fans, and that's cool. It's whatever you want it to be. Uh, future father of one, still making, making the time. But you know. We're gonna fly out there. Jenkins, did did, uh, did Phil let you in on our flight arrangements? I think Wynn's getting oh, in on this too. No. We're gonna get there at six o'clock local time on Thursday, and we're leaving at five thirty a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> oh, five thirty flight on Saturday. So, <laughs> so let's save the casino for Saturday night about one a.m. And I'm just going to parlay that straight to the airport, I think. But you're getting in 6 a.m. on Thursday? No, no, 6 p.m. Oh, shit. We're cutting it. We're cutting it. It's the only flight out of town. All right. You got to do what you got to do, but you'll be here for game time. Yeah, that's right. We'll get there. We'll be at the Airbnb at 7 game. Or we'll be at, sorry, I'm thinking at Eastern time. We'll be at the Airbnb at 6.15. Game will be at 7.15. And I looked it up. I think our Airbnb is like, Less than ten minutes from the stadium, so. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Are we uh, gonna fight Hayward, some Saints fans? Hayward, Blankets, and I are getting in at like 
ten thirty that morning. So we'll nice. we'll be we'll set the pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well hey, hundred hundred and ninety dollar round trip ticket will do that for you. Yeah. Out of John Jacksonville. <laughs> uh yeah, are we gonna are we gonna square up in the uh, stands or what? Yeah, we gotta book some tickets, Sam. Um, we'll put that in the group text. I know Hayward's leading the charge on that. But this is a good segue into the Jags because I'm sure we all have our grievances right now. We need to let it out. I mean, the offense looked so fucking flat on Sunday. It was so disappointing after the hype around that game. And I feel like we had that one circled all offseason. Comfortably assumed the Colts was a win. Um, and, and the offense lead an absolute egg. And I think it was some due to press Taylor, but the O line gets no push. We couldn't establish the run. And uh I think that led to kind of the passing game being that bad. Passing game would have been bad anyways, but we couldn't do anything else. Yeah, how many touchdowns do we have that were on the end of the end zone where Trevor couldn't keep it in bounds? Oh, that was pretty frustrating to watch. I think there were three missed touchdowns. <clears throat> And especially, we won the turnover battle. So when you win the turnover battle versus the Chiefs, it's like you got to win that. Um, but but when Trevor sucks, we're going to lose games. But I guess that's like the the same thing you could say about every football team in the NFL. If your quarterback plays bad, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, but, I mean, Trevor was putting the ball. It was a tricky spot, but it was not a spot that was impossible for them to catch and get their feet down. I think there was – No, I, I don't think – he almost killed Ridley. That was like – Whoa. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, but that was a fourth down. Or was that the fourth down where you had to? There was the Zay Jones and I think two to Calvin Ridley where he was on the end of the end zone. Uh huh. Yeah, it wasn't the field goal one that was the last fourth down. Well, and and we've watched the Chiefs long enough. I'm not an NFL coach, but. I think everybody in the known universe knows you will never, ever beat the Chiefs with field goals. You'll, you cannot beat the Chiefs with field goals. So, you know, you get a first and one at the one. You go QB run backwards, which apparently was Trevor calling his own number, but still. QB run backwards, incompletion, incompletion, and then kick a field goal from the four. Like, that was the game. That was the game right there, in my opinion. I was listening on the radio, but... It's I watching afterwards. I mean, I don't know. I missed that game, uh, and I'm I, it doesn't hurt my feelings that much that I did because it seems like kind of a home stinker to to come out for the offense like Trevor said to lay an egg like that. It was such mixed vibes, Charlie. Like we started out the game, we're going to establish the run, handed it off every first down for a one yard pickup, and I'm like, okay, this will wear and tear. Eventually, these are turning into five and six yard carries. Oh, we just abandoned the run game, and we had nothing going in the passing game. Attempted like it was, we had no identity on Sunday. We we could not move the chains. And Eric said it. Plays. We won the turnover battle, and we they had like a hundred and thirty yards in penalties. Yeah, they they gave the game to us. Yeah, I hated for the defense because they did everything right, and the offense literally looked. So flat. Could not have played worse. Yeah. <sighs> well, is that all we got, boys? I mean, let's get on a positive note here. Jags are nine, nine and a half point favorites against the Texans. I think we're going to come out, we're going to squash them. I think this is a get-right game. You know, last week was a, was a tough one for us, but 
uh, this week, after getting embarrassed, I think we come out there and we absolutely just destroy them. Um, and then keep them moving. I mean, we got, like I said, we got Thursday night. What is that? Week six, week seven? Week seven. Week seven. Big Thursday night game against the 2-0 and Saints. Probably going to be the 6-0 and Saints at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, this team... It's time to find out if we're legit or what. If we can win the games we're supposed to win, everything will take care of itself. Exactly. Let's just sweep the division. Yep. Right. All right. Well, if that's all we got, I'm going to wrap it up, boys. All right. Florida football's back. That's no, it. it is not. But I appreciate you trying, Palmer. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> we're we're hey, not Charlie, give me a whoop if your team's 3-0. and <laughs> What? Go Knowles, go Jags, and thanks for coming out. (laughs) Go Jags. See y'all next week. Yes. Peace. Godfather with a gun full of snakes. Car Porsche trying to give away a wraith. Bricks ball trying to turn them into base. Big boy, I may try and buy the Braves. Courtroom selling like I'm in the opera. When they got it, now these niggas wanna knock us. Bitches follow cause they need a couple dollars. But it ain't no problem cause a nigga really got it. Fat boy, rich nigga with an appetite. Count money all night under the candlelight. Spinning vinyl, Teddy P or is it Lionel? Not a model, but I know I be idle. Big bank sparking, we without a lighter. On fire cause I'm just a different writer. Practicing social